Um, morning, everybody. Uh, I'd like to share, this is the last uh, in our series on the Holy Spirit. Uh, and I'd like to share with you this morning. Um, just, uh, I have an overwhelming sense that, that the Lord just wants to bless you and pour out on you. God's heart has been, is, and always will be the same. Uh, he has a heart that wants to pour out his goodness and his gifts and his blessing on his children. Okay? Uh, and I want us to understand this morning that <clears throat> that's God's heart to you. Not just to everybody else, but that's God's heart to you. He wants to pour out his blessings and his gifts on you. Now it's going to be up to, up to you whether you receive or not. Uh, but I want us to be clear, uh, God loves you, okay? He loves you. Um, <clears throat> I just want, first of all, if we can just get hold a little bit of, of God's heart, I'll try and, try and share it with you. i just think about a few characters in the Bible. Uh, and, and to me, it seems that anybody who spends any amount of time with God, in relationship with God, anybody... God's heart is to bless them and pour out on them. Uh, and so let's, let's have a little look in our Bibles. <clears throat> First man, Adam. Uh, he spent lots of time with God, just in relationship with God. And God's heart was so for Adam, wasn't it? He loved Adam so much. He said, Adam, I'm going to put you in charge of everything. You can name all the animals. All these blessings, he said, Adam, oh, it's not good for you to be on your own. I'm going to make a woman for you. <laughs> what a blessing. <laughs> Can you see that, though? God's heart for Adam was, I just want to bless you. And even when Adam and Eve, when they stuffed it up, they stuffed it up badly, and God said, look, I'm going to have to send you out of the garden. But he said, on your way out, I'm going to make you some clothes. <laughs> He's still blessing. Do you see that, that heart of the Father? That says, oh, I'm still going to just bless you even though, you know, because that's just my heart for you. Okay? Let's look at some other characters. David in the Bible. David, uh, he was a man, it says, a man after God's own heart. And, uh, and he would chase after God. And okay, he'd mess up from time to time. But the, but the Lord got, would made all these promises to David. Say, look, David, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to, I'm going to bless your children. I'm going to bless your children's children forever and ever. <laughs> you know, this is God's heart for anyone who will have a relationship with Him. He said, I'm going to bless you. Um, <clears throat> and Solomon, uh, King Solomon, David's son, uh, it says that he he followed in his father's footsteps and he sought after God. And what does God say? God comes to him in a dream and says, Solomon. What does he say? You can ask me for anything. I'll give you anything. Absolutely anything. If you could have anything, what would you have? <laughs> now, <clears throat> how about that? You see, this is God's heart for each and every one of us. Uh, and and he pours, God pours out blessings and pours out blessings. Now, there are, now a lot of men in the Bible, one, I'll give you one more example. Job. You think, oh, well, Job... Well, Job loved God so much, okay? And um, uh, God blessed him unbelievably. He was the most blessed man in the Bible. 
Um, and uh, then he went through some hard times and some, so where God stripped away everything and took everything back off of him. Um, but after he'd gone through these hard times, if you check in the Bible, it says that God gave Job double, much more than he even had before in the start. Because God's heart, it might be to take you through some challenges to teach you some things, but at the end of the day, his heart is to bless you and to pour out on you his good gifts. Okay? This is God's heart. Uh, and we must, <clears throat> we must not get ourselves into some thinking that says, oh, God doesn't want me. God doesn't care about me. I don't think God wants to bless me. I don't think God's got any good gifts for me. Because I'll tell you what, that is absolute rubbish. That is not the truth. God has stuff for you. Um, and he wants to pour it out on you. His heart is to pour it out on you. Now, I don't know if I'm just having a little rant, but... <laughs> um, <clears throat> For me, I, I just realizing these things that God is ready. He's always ready to pour out. And he has an abundance, doesn't he? It's not like, oh, oh I've only got one blessing. Who shall I give it to? That's not how God works. He's got, um, he, he's got a, a well springing up to eternal life. He created the whole earth. He built everything out of nothing. His, his um, supply is limitless. That's who he is. Uh, and I just want us to get hold of that this morning. God's heart. Now, um, you may be thinking, well, I, don't, I haven't received anything. I, I, I don't know if I want to receive anything. <laughs> um, uh, and I suppose I, I, just, I just want to challenge you. God has got so much for you. Uh, and you can just stay where you are and keep what you've got if you want, okay? Because God will only give you what you want to receive and what you are willing to make room for in your life, okay? And you can stay where you are and you can say, look, God, I'm not ready. I'm not willing to receive. And many of us do. In fact, many of us look and say, look, God, I can, I can sort of see that you're good, but I don't want that. <laughs> uh, we can say, oh, you know, like, I, I, I believe in God, but I'm not sure if I can, I don't know if I want to go there. And God will say, okay, well, I'm, I'm here. I'm ready. I'm waiting for when you're ready. Um, <clears throat> uh, and I just want to, it, it's almost like God has so much for us, but we, we want to hold on to what we've already got. And I want you to think about your heart, like, uh, not your physical heart, but your, 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 your spiritual heart as, as like a capacity. Does that make sense? Now, if it's full of other stuff that you want to keep, uh, well, how can God fill that? He can't. You, there is a sense where we're going to have to, we're going to have to give up. And this is something that I felt the Lord was saying to me is, there are, there are people here, maybe including myself, where God is saying, well, if you want what I've got for you, you are going to have to give up those other things. Okay? There is not enough room in your heart at the moment to receive all the things that I have because you filled your heart with all these other things. Okay? Now, and if you haven't received... The main gift that God wants to give to you is Jesus Christ. 100% guarantee you that. 
He wants to give you Jesus Christ and he's ready. But you've got to be ready to receive him. There's not enough room in your heart. You're going to have to say, Lord, I've got these things here. I can't shift them. Lord, will you take them? And later on we'll have a chance because sometimes I think it's, it's hard for us to sort our own hearts out, isn't it? I don't know about you, but mine can be a mess sometimes. I'm just full of, uh, of emotions and feelings and um, history and things that just rise up and I can't sort them all out. Uh, and this is the fantastic thing. All we have to do is come to God and say, look, Lord, I want what you've got for me and I'm willing to let you take those things that I know shouldn't be there. Not, I'll sort, I'll sort myself out first, thank you, and then you can come in. But we can say, Lord, sort me out. Uh, and we have a chance in a little bit to just allow the Lord to minister to us and fill us. Okay? Uh, I just want to tell you that the gifts of God for you is Jesus Christ. That's the first one. You've got to receive him. Without receiving Christ, I mean, all, all the other stuff is, is just icing on the cake. Jesus is the cake. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I, just, uh, I just want you to know that. And, and through Jesus, you receive grace, mercy, salvation. All these things you cannot get without Jesus Christ. Okay? Um, so just bear that in mind. If you think, well, I'm not sure. There doesn't seem to be much power in my life. I know I want God, but I, I know he's not really in there. <laughs> You've got to receive Jesus. And you will have that assurance, that 100% rock-solid assurance of your salvation. Uh, and that you can live by grace. Uh, and, and then he'll start to fill you up with other stuff. But you've got to start there. There's no other place to start but the foundation of Jesus Christ in your heart. Okay? Uh, he's available today. He'll be available tomorrow. He'll be available the day after. But I tell you, today is the day that you should receive him. Um, <clears throat> now, this is one thing uh, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about my life and I was uh, thinking about it a little bit and I thought this you know um, <clears throat> I was one of those people who grew up in a Christian family went to church but really struggled to be a Christian <laughs> does that make sense? you see because I wanted to have my cake and eat it does that make sense to you? I, I wanted to have the things of the world I wanted to have uh, the things that I liked, I wanted to have all those things and I wanted God as well because I could see that God was right. I could see that he was pure and I could see that his way was the only way really. But I still wanted to have these other things. So what I did as a Christian is I, I tried to have both. <laughs> uh, I tried to juggle. I'd have a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Uh, and what I found was I was absolutely miserable and worn out. Uh, and I, I was unhappy. And in my heart, I couldn't reconcile with God. I couldn't have a relationship with God because there just wasn't enough space in my life for it. Uh, and so I understood. And going to church every week, you start to, you start to realise, well, the only way is to uh, <clears throat> drop the cake. <laughs> you know, I can't have my cake and eat it, you know. So I tried to live a Christian life. This is the next stage. I tried to live a Christian life with no cake. No sin, but no nothing. Just try and not do anything bad. Spend my whole life just trying not to be bad. <laughs> and do you know what? Living life with no cake is so boring. 
That's the truth. And it's, and it's draining and it's exhausting. And I found myself right back at the start and completely unhappy and exhausted. Um, trying just for my whole time, trying not to sin and trying not to be bad and, and, and trying to do the right thing. And I just found myself absolutely exhausted by all that. And I ended up worse than I was before. Uh, and I'm thinking, why? Wow, it's so hard to be a Christian. Um, <clears throat> until God showed me, look, you're trying to just have this little cake. <laughs> There's a little cake there for you, and you're trying to hold on to that little cake. But I've, look over here, what I've got for you. I've got so much more. I've got a whole feast. I've got a whole table laid out for you. Uh, and, and the realisation in my heart that God has got something, and it's his Holy Spirit. Okay, If you try to live your Christian life without the Holy Spirit, you are nuts. You're nuts. You might think, oh, that's a bit heavy. But it is a little bit heavy this morning. I want to tell you, if you're trying to live your Christian life without the Holy Spirit, you are nuts. It's like, it's like um, trying to f- um, fight in a war and running with, just in your underpants. And no armour and no weapons and no nothing. It's completely stupid. It's nuts. The Holy Spirit is the power to live. The power to be an overcomer. Uh, the power to be righteous. The, the, um, it, it's the energy to be faithful and sustainer of our lives. Uh, the Holy Spirit is absolutely fantastic. He's the key. He lifts us up. He comforts us. He helps us. He, he, he'll do it all for us. Uh, and... He's, uh, he's also this well springing up in us. Uh, and it's just so fantastic. And you, you, you will be dry, worn out, exhausted without the Holy Spirit. That's how you will be in your Christian life. It'll be no fun. You will give up. You will fall. And you will fail. <laughs> Trust me, I've tried. <laughs> okay? Trust me, I've tried. Okay? Now I want to tell you, the Lord is willing to pour out his Holy Spirit on you. All right? Yet there are... That what we can do in our Christian life, he can say, look, Lord, I know you're right and I come before you and I lay my sins before you and I receive Jesus. And in that moment, you will receive salvation and you will have um, an internal inheritance and I'm getting a little bit excited, but you will have these things and that's great. And it's done and it's sealed. Fantastic. <clears throat> but there's more. That's just the start. That's not the finish. Now, some of us in our Christian life, we can say, right, I'm in. I'm in. That's enough for me. Thank you very much. Does that make sense? Oh, I don't know about all that Holy Spirit stuff. I, I don't want to be out of control in the situation. <laughs> you know, does that make sense? So I'll take Jesus and I'll take my salvation and I'll just struggle through on my own from here. Does that make sense? Has anyone tried that? <laughs> but God is saying, why is look, look over here? The Holy Spirit is saying, over here, I'm trying to help you. <laughs> and we can be like, no, I'm just, I'll just plough on over here on my own. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I just want to encourage you. Uh, God has got so much and that heart of God that wants to bless is, is uh, not changed. It, it will never change. God is saying, I want to pour out on you. Uh, and now, <clears throat> since he's released the Holy Spirit, 
Uh, and since we've received our eternal um, <clears throat> salvation uh, and, and we've been born again into a new spirit, we have the spirit of Jesus Christ inside of us uh, and we've been born again. And I was thinking about that and I was thinking, well, <clears throat> we have a new nature. Is that right? We have a new nature in Jesus Christ. We have a new nature. We have a spiritual nature. Okay? Now let's just think about that for a minute. Um, because that's a complete shift, isn't it? Um, I'm not the same person anymore. My focus isn't the same focus anymore. Now, beforehand, we have this, this thing called the... Um, uh, the sinful nature or the flesh nature. And I, I'd just like to uh, <coughs> you to get your Bibles out for a minute and we can work together. Um, let's, let's read uh, Galatians 5.16, shall we? Galatians 5.16. Give you a minute to find it. Because we need to understand that there's a battle going on within us. Uh, within you, there's a battle going on. Uh, and, and sometimes we can be so dead to everything that is going on uh, with, with inside of us and then wonder why we're all so messed up in knots um, and, and struggling so badly and um, feeling so down and um, <clears throat> that sort of thing. Um, so let's read together. Uh, so I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. There's a conflict. Uh, they are in conflict with each other, so that you do not do what you want. You do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you, will not, you are not under law. Okay? Now, essentially what he's saying there is, look, there's almost... There's a spiritual nature within you, uh, and there's also this old man. <laughs> I'm going to call it the old man, or the flesh. In, in some of your versions, it will be referred to as the flesh, or, or the sinful nature. But there was an, uh, an, an old underlying nature within you, um, <clears throat> and it comes naturally. <laughs> Has anyone uh, ever thought that? It's what comes naturally, Okay. No one has to tell you how to be angry. You just know how to do it, don't you? <laughs> no one has to tell you um, how to manipulate others. You, 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 just, you just know. It comes naturally, doesn't it? And you see, this, there is this underlying nature within all of us. And I'm going to refer to it as the flesh. Is that okay? I'm going to just read a little description Uh, flesh is the un unredeemed nature of men and women. It's the ego. The, the flesh is the ego which, f which feels emptiness and uses the resource in its own power to try to fill it. Flesh is the I that tries to satisfy me with anything but God. Does that make sense? Does everyone else recognise that in their own heart? I mean, I don't need to tell you about the flesh nature because you got it <laughs> uh, and you, you recognise it when it pops it up. Sometimes it rears its ugly head. Sometimes it's a little bit sneakier than that. But it's in there, isn't it? 
But when we get born again, we get something different implanted into us. We get something implanted us, a new nature, a spiritual nature, the nature of Jesus Christ through his Holy Spirit. Okay, And I want to say you all have that within you. But just as these verses describe, there's a little war going on within us. And everybody recognises that from time to time. One gets on top of the other. Uh, And yet, God is asking us, walk in the Spirit. And you will not lose that fight. Now, So we understand walking in the Spirit is the key. Um, Let me just quickly check my notes. Okay, now... What we need to recognise is just recognise this nature. There is a battle going on within me. Um, <clears throat> how do we win battles? How do we win battles? Anyone played computer games where you have to play battles? Yeah. How do you win battles? Yeah. Shoot the other race of opposition. Drain them of resources. Yeah. You've got to cut down all the trees, build up your armories. Make sure there's no trees for the other team. (laughs) Spiritual battle is not so different. Okay? If you you are feeding the spiritual army within you, if you are spending time with the Lord and he is feeding you and filling you, I mean, it's hard to fight if you haven't got any energy. I mean, we're going cycling on a cycling trip next week, right? And I was down home and bargains yesterday, <clears throat> buying energy gels and Nutrigrain bars. By the way, they're 89p in there. It's a bargain. They're normally like pound fifty or something like that. But the problem is, if you're out on the road and you're cycling and cycling and cycling, after about three or four hours, your body hasn't got any energy left. And our spiritual walk can be like that, can't it? I've been trying really hard, I've been trying really hard, and, and I'm empty. Uh, and what we need to do is we need to say, look, Lord, fill me up. I need to receive from you, Lord. I need to receive from you. Because if I don't, I'm going to be dead, flat as a pancake. And God is, God is there saying, I've got blessings for you. I've got stuff to pour into your life. And we're saying, well, <clears throat> I need something, but I don't know. If, uh, 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 and God's saying, look, it's here. Uh, I want to do a little demonstration <clears throat> just, just for fun. To illustrate what I'm saying. Right. Anything I put on that table, you can have. You can come and get it right now. <laughs> Amen, Steve. Come on. You've got to come and get it yourself. <laughs> oh, look. Oh. oh look. You, if you want two, you want five, you come and get it. I don't care. I, I want, just want to bless you. If you want it, you take it. I'm just trying to get rid of the chocolate. That's not, I w- <clears throat> 
These are three for 150 yesterday. <clears throat> okay. It's not Terry's, it's mine. Look at how she's got the egg. Okay. Well, amen. Now, this is God's heart. This is God, what God is like with the Holy Spirit. Now, everybody's got, everybody who came up's got an egg. They've got something, they've got a gift. Now, this is, this is the, the, the thing is, if you want to receive from God, you've got to go and get it. <laughs> Does that make sense? Now, the first thing that happened there was everyone went, first thing I've got to do is I've got to decide if I want it or not. <laughs> okay? Got to decide if I want it. And some people would have gone, I don't want a Cadbury's cream egg. <laughs> I'm happy where I am. And we can be like that with the Holy Spirit. We can say, I'm okay where I am at the moment. Okay? But I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit's on offer for you. Okay? And then we can say, <clears throat> well, I do want a Cadbury's cream egg, but I'm too worried Maybe if I go to get it, maybe someone else will go and I won't get it anyway. Or what will everyone else think about me if I take an egg? Will they think I'm greedy or will, they, will everyone be looking at me? We can think like that too, can't we? I don't know if I can, I don't know if, I've, if, I've got, if I can get up there and do it. Um, God is saying, come on, come on, I've got so much for you. Um, and <clears throat> this is the next thing. You can take your egg and you can say, well, I've got a gift. Okay, but now what I want you to do with your gifts is I never want you to use, to eat them. How's that sound? You say, well, what's the point in having it? What's the point in having it? But this is the same with, with God and the gifts that God has given you. Don't, don't just let them be there and do nothing with them. God's given you great things. Don't waste them. Okay. <clears throat> if you've got an egg, you can eat it right now. Go for it. All right? Because this is God's heart. He said, I've got stuff for you and, I, and the time is right now. Maybe Hannah wants to share out her egg. Maybe she doesn't. <laughs> but that's God's heart, isn't it? Now, if you've got something, you can share it with others, can't you? Uh, and I just want you to really take this on board that God is saying, go for it, go and get it, go and take what I have laid out for you. I won't force you to take it, you've got to come and get it. Now we've been learning all about God's goodness over the last uh, however many sermons it is and what God has for us. He's got spiritual fruits for us, but they're all, he wants to give them to you, receive them, fantastic. God's got them for you and he, he, he just wants to pour them into your life and they're like, um, I, I think they're like ointment and medicine for your family, fruits of the Spirit. They will, they will just sweeten your life so much uh, and just seek after those things. Um, <clears throat> but he's got more. He doesn't just want you to stop there. Now sometimes we want to stop there because at this point we can be in control. <laughs> But the thing I'm realising with God is, is he's got so much more and he's got 
um, these things called spiritual gifts. Okay, and I'm not going to talk too much about them today. Okay, but he's got these spiritual gifts, and all of you have spiritual gifts. If you are born again, it's it's locked up inside you. (laughs) You might not realize it yet. You might not operate your gift yet. You might not know what your gift is yet. But when you get in relationship with God, then it will start to flow out. And it might be a bit rough to begin with, but it will start to flow out. Uh, And I just want you to, I'm just going to call them out just so you can get a feel for um, the things that are available to you in God that aren't available anywhere else. Okay? Uh, Gift of prophecy, gift of serving others, gift of teaching, gift of encouraging, uh, gift of practical helping, gift of leadership, and gift of mercy. Uh, And then there's more. There's more than that. There's the gift of wisdom. And these are things that um, you receive from God that are otherwise unattainable in the, f- in the flesh self. Does that make sense? Uh, gift of knowledge, gift of faith, gift of healing, gift of miracles, gift of prophecy, uh, discernment, gift of tongues, and gift of interpretation of tongues. Okay? Now, all these things are, are amazing gifts from God that can really set people free. And, and the thing that I've realised is if our church is going to move forward, if our church is going to move forward, we are going to need people who are operating in these gifts because <clears throat> it's hard to fight a battle if you, if you haven't got anything um, to fight it with. Now, we realise that we are in, a spirit, in spiritual warfare. We are in a, we are in a battle, a, a massive battle in, a, in a, a spiritual realm that we cannot access with our flesh self. Um, but it's there. I mean, we can read about it. Let's read about it, shall we? Uh, Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6, verse 10. Okay, I'm going to read it. It says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but, but against the, ru- the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So we've got to all of a sudden just realise, wait a minute, my... My fight isn't my fight isn't for who wins the election. <laughs> my fight isn't for um, winning physical ground. You know, my fight is it, it is on a, in a different realm altogether, in a spiritual realm. In your family, um, <clears throat> what is your fight? In your family, we fight for things, don't we? We fight for things with our children. You know, we want them to have this and we want them to have that and we want them to grow up like this and grow up like that. But we've got to grasp that our battle isn't a physical battle. It's not a physical battle to keep them uh, safe in their rooms so they don't get knocked over by a car, although that is also a battle. But there is a sense where our battle is for for their eternal salvation. It's a spiritual battle. 
Does that make sense? Um, so I just, I, I don't really know where I'm going a little bit in some ways here, but let, let, me, keep, let me keep sharing the word with you anyway, so, and we'll see where we get. Um, a little bit further down, let's, let's read this. Uh, verse 17, it says, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Okay? Sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now, I read out that list, and so many things on that list are the sword of the Spirit. Okay? Wisdom, knowledge, um, <clears throat> all these things, you've got to speak them into reality. Does that make sense? You've got to speak God's Word into reality. So if, you're gonna, if you've got a word of wisdom, it's no good if you don't tell anyone. If God's given you some knowledge about somebody... Um, <clears throat> It's useless if you keep it inside. You've got to, you've got to speak it, right? Now, uh, if you've got a prophecy, that's no good unless you speak it out. Nor is tongues, nor is discernment, and miracles. I mean, you've got to command it. <laughs> Does that make sense? So what we, what we have to understand is that the sword, all these things are the sword of the Spirit. All these things are done by the Spirit. Okay, so wielding this, it's not a physical sword, but wielding this spiritual sword is what we've got to be all about as a church and as an individual. I mean, I want you to think about this, right? I don't know if you've got some those images, Joel. Right, sometimes we can build our Christian life like this. I don't know if you can see this image. Um, it's, it's a man in a suit of armour. Okay, and then we can build our Christian life like that. What we do is we say... Right, I'm going to work on all the safe things. I'm going to be a good person. And let's have a look. at. I'm going to be truthful. Um, I'm just going through the, uh, through the armour. Uh, I'm going to be righteous. I'm going to be truthful. Uh, I'm going to be ready. Uh, I'm going to be pe- full of peace. All those sorts of things. And they're the armour of God. And you can be like kitted out for defence. <laughs> now, if you're kitted out like that, okay, you um, will be able to survive a long time, right? But you ain't going to win any wars. Is that right? You're not going to win any battles. You might be able to defend off for a while, but you're not going to take any ground and move forward. Uh, and the reason is, you've got no way of attacking. Does that make sense? Now, if, if you just bring up this next, next picture, have a look at this guy. <laughs> now, <clears throat> if those two men were to have a fight, the first one and the second one, who would win? I'll tell you, the second guy would win. Uh, the reason he would win is because he would hit, the, the, because he's got a way of attacking, hasn't he? He's got a way of um, affecting the situation where the guy who's just in a big suit of armour, I mean, he's going to resist for a, a while, but eventually he's going to get battered and battered and battered and, and, and give up, right? So what we, what we have to understand is that sword that the guy's got there, I mean, he might be a little weakling in a suit, but the sword that he's got is the power to affect situations, okay? And if, if you are trying to affect your situation at home, you, you're going to have to speak God's word, okay, through his spirit. That's the, that's the only way to affect the situation. Uh, so <clears throat> if you can go to the last picture. Now, if you fight just with the sword and you've got no righteousness and no truth and nothing else about you, what you'll find is that you might take a bit of ground, but you'll lose all that ground very, very quickly. Uh, what you need is the full armour of God, 
Amen. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> which is great. And you can read about that in uh, Ephesians 6. So um, I'm going to sort of finish there. I'm going to round it up. Um, what I really want to say is we need to be aware of the spiritual realm. We need to not see our fight as what's exactly in front of us. Go to the Lord. If, if you're born again, don't resist the Holy Spirit. You know, what we can do is we can resist it. We can resist him even. And I, I want to encourage you, don't resist um, what the Holy Spirit is doing. And this is the one thing I wanted to say is if you have got a new nature, all right, um, things will seem alien to that old nature. Does that make sense? So some things come naturally, okay? And when you get this new spiritual nature, you, you'll start to use it a bit, but it will feel a bit unnatural. Does that, does that make sense? Because it's all new. Now, I can ride my bike with no hands, all right? I can ride my bike with no hands down a hill at about 45, 50 kilometers an hour, uh, and it makes no difference to me at all, okay? And it feels absolutely natural. Now, <clears throat> you might get on the bike and you might say, that does not feel natural at all, okay? I can do it with clip shoes and I can do it, you know, I can do all sorts of things. But I've been riding my bike since I was 10 or 5 or whatever it is, and I've been riding no hands, and I've had a go as much as I can, and guess what? I've fallen off. In fact, I fell off on my own road doing no hands about a year or two ago. It was very embarrassing, I was on my way home and I did no hand. I, I took my hands off the handlebars and uh, my foot slipped off the pedal and uh, my car veered off to the left and I smashed into a. Sorry, my bike reared off to the left and I smashed into a car <laughs> and ended up on the floor. <laughs> I was like, oh dear. But the thing is, uh, um, <clears throat> it is second nature to me now because I've done it so much. Okay? And what you'll find is these spiritual gifts, unless you practice them, unless you make a couple of mistakes, Okay, you will not get good at wielding your, your, your gifts. Okay, this church is a place for you to practice. <laughs> practice your gifts. Make mistakes. Don't worry about it. Okay, have a go. If the Lord is speaking to you, let it flow through you. Don't worry about which gift it is or any of that sort of stuff. Um, <clears throat> I said I would stop, but I got quite excited and I kept going, so I'm sorry about that. Um, I'd like us to just have a, a little bit of chance to respond now. And the things I